0: I knew early on that my life wasn't normal, but I always thought that I was destined for greatness. (laughs) Growing up, my parents drank a lot. I spent the majority of my childhood trying to survive in an environment of chronic abuse and neglect. By the time I was 16, I had been on the run multiple times, dropped out of high school, dropped out of high school, and had pretty much given up I'll hope for anything involved in my future. I had started my own journey with the justice system at that point. I quickly landed in foster care. I didn't realize at the time how lucky I was. A lot of young people in the system have to endure switching foster care homes multiple times, changing schools. I was so fortunate to have one foster family who loved me unconditionally and went out of their way more times than one to make sure that I was safe and had opportunities to succeed as an adult. No matter how much I pushed, they came back and gave me opportunities to be successful. At one point, I stole their minivan. (laughs) They called a family meeting and said, we love you, what do you need? (laughs) I couldn't figure out why they wouldn't get rid of me. (laughs) After a few years in the foster care system, I got a call from my caseworker. She said the state was working to develop a youth advisory board. They were calling on a team of experts, youth like me, who had spent time in the system, lived and breathed it every day. They wanted our feedback on how to improve it. I was not interested in this at all. I didn't consider myself a foster child. I had a lot of shame and guilt associated with that. And I wasn't about to go out and hang out with a bunch of foster kids either and have a group therapy session. So a few months went by, and I got another call, asking me again if I would come and be a part of this youth advisory board. This time it was a little bit different. I had finally finished my GED. I was in college, working on my own degree at this point in social work, um, and really trying to make a life for myself. I was going to age out of the system soon, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen next. I attended this meeting, and for the first time in my life, I felt like I belonged because of my experience. All the shame and guilt and things associated with my history and things that had happened in my life and living with strangers, it just felt normal to be able to talk to other youth who had the same fears as me. They didn't know where they were going to go next. They didn't know what was going to happen in their life without a safety net, and we all sort of band together. There was a woman there facilitating our meeting. She called herself a foster care alumni. I like that term. It sounded like she graduated from something. She told us that we were going to change the face of child welfare in Alaska by sharing our stories. I thought that sounded like a crock. Who is going to listen to a bunch of foster kids? Who is going to take us seriously? Over the next several months, we kept meeting. We adopted a name, Facing Foster Care in Alaska. And collectively, we felt really empowered. We felt comfortable around each other enough to share our stories and we felt normal. And we got out and we started talking to people. We started talking to foster parents and caregivers and social workers and even judges. And people were listening. And we were calling out major systemic flaws with our child welfare system. Issues around youth aging out of the system to homelessness. Bouncing between homes, not graduating high school, being over medicated. People were listening. And the state had given us that platform and that opportunity. Well, apparently, they didn't really like what we were saying. (laughs) As we started to formalize as a group, I was elected president. Um, I got a call one day from the state saying that um, they loved what we were doing, they loved our advocacy, they still wanted us to give input to them. But youth couldn't speak publicly anymore without a court order. (laughs) When you're in foster care, there's these protections in place. Things like, back then, I couldn't get a driver's license, or stay the night at a friend's house without a background check. I wasn't even allowed to jump on a trampoline. These are all things that were meant to keep us safe and also minimize liability for the state. When you're in the system, you're property of the government. So something else that was meant to keep us safe was also meant to keep us quiet. We kind of fumbled around. We didn't really know what to do, but we know this was sort of like a formal legal thing, and maybe we needed an attorney. Attorneys are really good to have. I called a friend at the Office of Public Advocacy and told her the situation, what was going on, and also explained that we didn't have any money, but she got us an attorney. So we felt really empowered. We had this meeting with this attorney who explained to us that there's a statute, Alaska statute, AS471090D, that says the name or picture of a child in foster care cannot be released publicly without a court order. So she got us court orders. So we kept showing up to these events and speaking, and I had my little packet of court orders, and we felt really good and formal and um, like we had it together. I got called into the office of a state lawmaker one day. He was going on about how he wanted to do some advocacy in foster care. He wanted to help increase the foster care rate. So we show up to a meeting at his office and I bring a group of other foster youth, My friend Becca, who had been in foster care at that point for over a decade and had more than 20 placements, and another young woman named Farron who was in a similar situation. We had never met with anyone this important before. We were super nervous. We sat in my car in the parking lot for an hour. I rambled on about how we needed to be professional and watch our language. This guy was a (laughs) policymaker. We walk in. There is state representative Les Guerra lying on the couch in a pair of hiking boots eating a bowl of chili, a little less formal than we had expected. (laughs) He went on about how he wanted to increase the foster care rate and have a big press conference and he wanted us there to talk about our lives and our experiences and that would help and um, I just passed over a copy of the statute printed out that said we can't do that without a court order. And he read it, and he looked up, and he goes, what? This is bullshit. (laughs) And I looked at the youth like, language. (laughs) Les gets up. He walks over. He calls the state's attorney general at the time, Talis Kohlberg. And we're like, oh my god, what have we done? He tells them it's unconstitutional, it's against our First Amendment right, and demanded a letter overturning the statute or reinterpreting it, telling us that, yes, we could speak publicly without a court order. Um, So about two weeks went by. I got a fancy letter in the mail with a state seal on it that said, not only could you speak publicly, they could also have their name or picture released as long as they were self-disclosing. Next thing I know, Channel 2 is in my living room. Me, Becca, and Farron are there on the 6 o'clock news. Maria Downey comes on and talks about how the state tried to put a gag order on foster children to (laughs) shut us up. So not only do we now have an opportunity to speak public, we have a platform to talk about the issues. So we went on about, yeah, the state tried to shut us up, but here's what's really going on. Um, And it was our first big opportunity to fight for something that was important to us, not only freedom of speech for us, but for foster youth throughout the state. Um, It's been 10 years now since the gag order was lifted. Um, Facing Foster Care in Alaska has grown into a thriving, sustainable nonprofit. We've served hundreds of youth throughout the state, teaching them how to share their stories, how to impact change. We've passed multiple pieces of legislation, both state and federal. Um, We've won a class action lawsuit, and we're this year's nonprofit partner for Arctic Entries.